happening. So much. This is a Kanye beat, correct? Yes, it is. Nice. Back when Kanye was good. Yes. Was it taken over by drugs and women and Hollywood? And <laughs> before his mother died and he changed his whole. Went psycho. Psyche. Yep. Became a racist. His music became yeah. a beca- became a random throwing down the stairs. <laughs> Most of it. Like that episode of Raw where Vince McMahon pushed the kid in the wheelchair down the stairs. Oh my god. Raw during like the whole 05 era where there was, the, was there was the one so guy off the rails the guy with the one leg looped <laughs> something and, and he got F5 like he got F5 down some stairs too and I'm pretty sure his leg was used for a weapon 95% of the matches he was in <laughs> and then Hornswoggle remember Hornswoggle yep who's against the uh the it's no way the Seven Dwarfs remake. He's been on like Fox News all week talking about <laughs> it because they're not using real dwarfs, real oh, legends, whatever. Yeah. So not a lot to talk about this week because we're in the middle of a writer strike. This is going to be and a short, actor strike and an actor strike. So we're going to be having a short episode. Um, a couple of things to talk about next week. We're going to have a few few reviews, few reviews that we're going to talk about. But this week we're just going to get through a couple of things. First, we're going to start off with a fat fox. I had a couple of follow-ups for these uh, couple of things I want to talk about this week. Um, a few months ago, we talked about Doritos. They came out with new dips. Did you have you tried these new dips that they came out with? I have not. It's a jalapeno ranch and a spicy nacho. Um, Sounds delicious. They are delicious. They're really good. I tried them this week. They're Try the jalapeno uh, one. I tried them both. Yeah, there's the how jalape- spicy is it? The jalapeno ranch is spicy. You know me. I'm not a big, huge spicy fan. Um, so so being good for me. Yeah, you'd love it. Um, I I I can't eat too much of it. <laughs> It'll give me heartburn, right. but I did have have it with some chips and crackers and stuff. It's very very good. Um, they sell it in the chip aisle with the Doritos with the Lay's chips and all that. But they're right right there in the chip aisle, near the queso. Yep, yeah, right near the queso and the Fritos dips and all the bean dips and all that shit. Um, the other thing I tried we talked about a little while ago. AMC Theaters uh, came out with movie theater popcorn in the bag at Walmart exclusively. Um, tried that a couple days ago and today I had some as well. It's decent, but it's not movie theater popcorn. It's it's just a it's just a branded name on a bag of popcorn. Yeah. Um, salted salted butter. It's not that real butter flavor. It's like kind of that fake salt butter um, flavor added in there. Very salty, very buttery. I did get the extra movie theater butter. That's what I do in the theater too. So. Yep. Um, wanted to bring those up, and you had one thing that you wanted to bring up as well. Um, something that you got at the store today to try. On yes. Um, the churro flavored Kit Kat. Okay. So, let me just break it off here. White chocolate? Not really. Cinnamon? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, boy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Going for the second bite. So, if you see these in your local Walmart... Fucking buy them. Jesus Christ, that's good. 
Nice. It's like a, it's like a white chocolate, but it's cinnamon flavored. Hmm. On the outside, so you don't really taste. I hate white chocolate, so that's good. I hate white chocolate. It's, these are fucking amazing. Nice. Nice. I'll have to look for them. I saved those uh, Milky Ways, the ones from uh, the UK. I had one left over nice. in the refrigerator. I ate it, ate it this week. Those are so fucking good. I uh, I gave one to somebody at work. That's why I asked you for two because I knew she'd like it, nice. and she absolutely loved it. She thought it was great. And it's like the perfect size because it's between a mini yep. and a regular. Yep. So it's like you don't feel like you ate too much after having one. I haven't been out of this country ever. Besides going to Canada when I was really, really, really young, but that doesn't count because they have the same. They're almost the same size portions. But when you go overseas, I know. That the portion sizes are like that. They're a lot smaller. Where a regular size candy bar is smaller. Um, yep. Um, and, and stuff like that. And food's, it's just food in a plate. And just smaller. Smaller portions. The uh, best bacon I've ever had was in Ireland. Yeah. Um, it's thicker cut. So it's more like what we now know as pork belly. Right, okay. Um, yeah. And yeah, in all my travels, like their sizes are much... I've been to Italy twice. Ireland once. And uh, especially in Italy, things were much smaller than they are here. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's the American stereotype of fat asses living over here, and it's pretty pretty accurate. I mean, yeah. Look, look at me. <laughs> um, speaking of fat asses, Doritos coming out with a. I thought this was fake, but it came out on the official Doritos uh, Facebook page. A cheese and pickle sandwich flavored Doritos chip. I guess that's a thing. Cheese and pickles. I that's a sandwich. Um, so. Do you like do you like dill flavored stuff like dill flavored chips? Um, I I'm not a big fan of pickles or dill or nothing like that. Okay, well you can um, fuck off because dill is the best flavored chip there is, and Pringle. Okay. Dill Pringles are awesome. Okay. But uh, I may have to try these if I see them in stores because. I do. I love. Uh, I do love dill chips. Mm -hmm. So I assume it'll just be that and their nacho cheese blend. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, mixed together. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Yeah. Too. Um, yeah, I knew there was a pickle. There's a there's a pickle version of the Doritos, and there's a pickle Lay's, and I think there's a pickle. Um, it's a yeah. pickle uh, Doritos. The kettle the I mean, kettle um, chip pickles, pickles are good. Okay. Yeah. And the Pringle ones are awesome. I just I love Pringles anyways. Yeah. So. And finally. Uh, Barbie came out this week. Barbie Heimer. Barbie came out this week, and Burger King unveiled a pink Barbie burger with a smoky pink sauce. Yep, it's probably a uh, white barbecue, because um, that's what white barbecue sauce is, yes. just with pink, just with red dye added. Very strange looking. Very. Yeah, weird. it doesn't look. It doesn't look appetizing. It looks like Pepto Bismol on a burger. It does. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it's this Barbie thing. I'm sick of it. I don't know about you. Um, I don't give really two shits about the movie. I'll watch it at home, maybe just because. Yeah, of I'll the watch hype. it at home. Just because of the I'll hype definitely watch it at home. Yeah, people but. I trust like it, so I'm gonna watch it at home. But uh, exactly, I didn't. I, I went to see Oppenheimer today. We'll talk about it in a little bit. But I wasn't gonna do the double feature and sit in the theater for three hours for those two movies. Let's okay. Let's talk about Oppenheimer now. I haven't watched it because it's a three and a half hour movie, which it means it's just just over three. Which means for me, it's a four-hour, yeah, four and a half-hour travel, which is almost a quarter yeah. of my day. I don't have a it's, quarter of a day to fuck with. It's tough. It was tough for me too with the one day off, and I mean, yeah. I went there at eleven and got out after around like two thirty or whatever, after yeah. previews and all that shit. So I mean, it was tough for me because I still have other shit to do. Like, 
I got home at 6.30, and it was like time to record at 7. So. And plus, we um, want to watch it on the biggest screen possible, too. So you yeah. did watch it in RPX over here. I did watch it in RPX. And I wanted I to watch it. That's to the 11, not 11.30. I wanted to watch it in uh, IMAX. We're not going to make yes. it there. So, but in the uh, the RPX, because there's the movie's so long, there's only four showings throughout the day. Yeah. So you kind of have to time it out at the right time. I just didn't have time today. And I, yeah, I had last a, night, it would have been late if I had gone at 5 o'clock. Yeah. So I wouldn't have been home until 10, so... I had, a, um, I had a choice of the 11 or like the 315. Yeah. At 315, and you I, would have been so home and we've like, been recording right now. So yeah, we would have been just started. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the movie is um, very good. Uh, it's probably Chris Nolan's best written film he's okay. done. Um, the black and white and the color um, is used incredibly well. Like basically when you're in black and white, you're in the, the shoes of the Robert Downey Jr. character. Okay. He's a real son of a bitch. And when you're in color, you're basically in the shoes of Oppenheimer. Um, the whole movie kind of focuses uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s, what he's trying to accomplish is against Oppenheimer because he's the one that brings him to court after everything happens. Um, it's all due to a conversation that Oppenheimer has with Albert Einstein. And you see the conversation three times, I think, before the climax of the movie. But you never know what they say to each other until the end. So for the movie to be about basically the creation of the atomic bomb. Mm -hmm. And that's like probably the Trinity test happens about 40 minutes before the movie ends. So that's not the climax of the film. The climax is built around what actually happens in this conversation between Albert Einstein and Oppenheimer. And the way the movie unfolds is really well done. It is, like I said, it's written incredibly well. The dialogue is so huge. Um, the IMAX aspects of this, um, like watching the bomb explode would be cool um, in the Trinity test because they don't show you Hiroshima or whatever. They don't show you. Yeah, they don't right. show the bombing of Japan, uh, which you don't need to see. Yeah. But the the IMAX ratio is used in close-ups a lot, so it's just somebody's face. Um, I I can't imagine what it would be like on an IMAX screen. Like usually you go to IMAX to see like the the visionary aspects, the action, stuff like that. Um, this is completely different. Um, and I would love to see it in IMAX. I don't think I'll make it to theaters for another three hours again while it's in IMAX, since it'll be out of IMAX in probably two weeks, yeah. is my guess. Um, but really well done, really well made. Um, Cillian Murphy deserves a nomination, at least at the six-month point uh, for actor. Robert Downey deserves supporting... Um, there's just every actor is very good in this movie. Matt Damon is exceptional. Um, but just they make you feel like you don't think about this enough throughout the course of the movie where like legitimately the entire world, they did not know if the world would end um, because the atomic bomb was built out of theory and not practice. Mm -hmm. So they did not know when they were doing the testing, if, the entire, literally the atmosphere would catch on fire and kill everyone in existence. Um, which, if you think about it, is crazy and scary. And it's very emotional at times. Um, but this movie is excellent right now. It's it's my number one movie on the year as far as pure cinema goes. But I know I'm going to watch Mario more. I know I'm going to rewatch Air again before right. this, probably. Um, it's like... Uh, Schindler's List. 
Should it's one of the greatest movies of all time. But I don't know it's if I'm ever gonna. Yeah. It's not rewatchable like that. Usually, Nolan films are rewatchable in the fact that you're like, oh, I missed something here and there. It's crazy or whatever. Um, this is just an incredibly well done film, and I'm really glad I saw it in movies. Like, you have to see this in theater to fully appreciate it, I think. So I hope you get the time while still in theaters. I mean, you probably have another month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would have been really, it would have been, I mean, it was tough for me to get home and record. I can't imagine how it would have been for you. I mean, you would have been on, like, no sleep. Yeah. But if you get a day been. where, if you get a day where you're done by, like, noon, and there's a one o'clock showing, just go for it. Um, yeah, it is what? incredible. If those and, eleven o'clock showings stay out throughout all the whole week, I should be able to go to eleven o'clock right okay. after the room. During the, the week, uh, Fridays are bad. The thing that really is great about this movie is the sound design is yeah. absolutely insane. Well, he does uh, great when sound. they when they do the Trinity test, it's just it's the way he uses sound for that moment. And there's a moment afterwards, um, after everything goes down and the war is over and he gives a speech. The sound design of that moment is also absolutely insane and i mean nolan's sound has always been kind of odd mm-hmm. like the mixes have been odd in it but it worked really well this way like in tenant it was just i mean the mix for that was just weird and off and the the music was too loud and like the dark knight rises of course everyone had the issue with bane's voice when it was in theater but uh this movie is fantastic it's my number one on the year as a movie but I'll probably rewatch Guardians, Mario, all that stuff more. But it's a very, very good movie. It's very heavy, and it's a subject that we probably should think about more often than we do. Yeah. Like I probably even thought about this since high school. Like yeah. the fact that we all could have done. Like we would not exist right now. Mm-hmm. Podcasting would not exist right now if that one percent happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to think of what happened. I mean, how in the dark they were in yeah. 1940. When and all this stuff was coming to fruition, this is Cillian Murphy's movie, and all the supporting actors, like a lot of them, like uh, the guy that plays Huey from The Boys, yep. he's in the movie. He gets like one line of dialogue, and he's just kind of shown in the background a few times. Okay. And Jack Quaid is a kind of a big actor right now. Yeah. You know, um, and Josh Hartnett's return. Um, nice. Josh Hartnett is incredible in this movie. Interesting. He is insane. Um, just. At, Nolan gets the best out of all his actors, um, and it just it more proof here. It's it's a phenomenal movie. Um, highly recommend. Yeah, I really Downey. have no idea. Yeah, Robert Downey is insanely good. Like He's I have saying, no idea where I give it up for a, uh, a rating right now because it's sit, yeah, sit it's gonna it. stay with me. Sit yeah. on it, and we'll talk about it next week. Um, yeah, Ro- hopefully Robert, you get to see it. Robert Downey says it's the best movie he's ever made, and he's made a lot of good movies, it's, not not including. The Marvel movies, but he's made a lot of good movies. Well, I mean, I wouldn't even put those in his uh, catalog. Yeah, he wouldn't either. I mean, as far as his acting ability goes, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's been he's been so great in so much. Yeah. Um, obviously, Tony Stark's probably my favorite character he's ever played. But uh, yeah, it's incredible. I'm gonna be sitting on this for a while until you see it, and uh, then we'll come up with ratings because it's really hard for me to like. I can go anywhere from like a four to a seven. <laughs> Like, it's just, it's really well made. It's just a really good movie. Cool. Um, also in the movie, Matt Damon. Um, I don't know how much time he's in. I know he's in... Uh, he's in it he's... a lot. Out of, okay. out of He's in it more than Robert Downey, I would say. Okay. And the movie picks up, like, the first 40 minutes are slow. The movie picks up when he comes into the movie. Okay. Last weekend, I decided to watch for the very first time The Martian. 
from 2015. Never You've never saw seen it. that before? Every time this comes up, Kevin says, you never seen that? <laughs> because I've never seen it. I just, well, I know you bought it, I, or I feel I like you bought it around the time it came out. I did, and I just never watched it, and never had time, and then okay. I, I did watch it this week. It's a great movie. Um, I love space movies. I love movies like this. Uh, uh, futuristic uh, space movies. Um, very good. Uh, about this Martian, or this Martian team. He gets yep. ba- abandoned on Mars, and he has to survive by growing his own crops using the fecal matter of everyone that was that had left him behind. Yeah, and it's crazy, crazy story. He, dude, eating potatoes for like three years or yeah, whatever. Eating it was. potatoes, and by the end, you see his transformation. He turns into a string yeah, bean. He, he did the uh, Christian Bale diet. Yep, it looks it looks fucking crazy. Um, and the saving his saving him at the end. Spoiler. Um, that whole entire sequence was incredible. Reminded me a lot of the movies from the late nineties. Remember the boom? There was a lot of late nineties, like Deep Impact. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, um, well, there's a lot. This of came weird... out. This came out around the same time as Interstellar. Twenty fifteen. And yeah, yeah. and nobody knew that he was in Interstellar. Right. And like the big joke around the time is when I think this came out right after, or it might have been right before. But the big joke was another movie about saving Matt Damon in space. But, yeah, I love The Martian. I think it's great. Ridley Scott's incredible director in it. Right? It was Ridley Scott, right? Yep, Ridley Scott. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and I didn't watch Secret Invasion this week. Next week's the finale. I'm going to watch both episodes. I'm just not into it. I, 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 I love Marvel. I love the Nick Fury character when he's involved with the Avengers. But I don't think the show knows what it wants to be. It wants to be a spy thriller. It wants to be a Winter Soldier Part 2. It wants to be an alien story without the aliens. It wants to be everything. And it just can't It just can't pick what it wants to be. And every episode is totally different. Um, I heard this week's episode was just the same. Um, and a lot of people are saying, I don't know how they're going to they're gonna hold this landing going into the finale. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it next week, or I'll talk about it next week a little bit. But I did want to bring up, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, the greatest comedies of all time. There was an article that came out, or it was a, uh, a Reddit thread that came out. And I saw the 50 best action movies of all time, according to Variety. It's a Variety article they came out with. I'm not going to play a game, because there's no sense of it, because this list is so out there. But I also, by the end of the summer, I think we should come out with the best comedies. And the best action movies of all time. We kind of already started the um, the comedy conversation through our uh, yep. Facebook Facebook uh, Messenger thread with everybody that's been on the podcast. Um, we're going to talk about the top. Well, we're going to talk number one. Where do you think Top Gun Maverick should be on the list? Now, this is a list of top fifty on variety of top fifty. Where do you think Top Gun Maverick would be on this list? One through Top 50. Gun Maverick. Yeah. I mean, it's a Fucking huge movie. 46th? It's 49. You're pretty damn close. But it, it, there is a lot of action. Maybe it's because okay. it's fresh in our mind. I think it should be a little bit higher, maybe halfway. Um, let, me, let me go through the list really quick right here. Can um, I take a guess at some top 10? Yeah, go ahead, because I don't have the I have the whole list, but I have to scroll through it. I'm just going to scroll to the bottom. We're going to go through the top 10, and then we'll look through. Like Speed is number 11. I I haven't seen Speed in a very long time. Goldfinger is number twelve. That's a that's a one of the better Bond movies. Yep. 
There as are far as action goes, it's one of the most action-packed bo- uh, bonds for that era. Yeah. Before Daniel Craig. Um, Bullet, which I've never seen. Uh, have you ever seen Bullet from uh, 1968? I hear it's really no. good, Stephen Queen. That's number 10. Of course this fucking list isn't updated when I need it to. Um, hold on. Fucking variety. Is Terminator 2 in the top three? I believe... Uh, this fucking thing. Uh, let me see. Goldfinger, Speed, Bullet. Seven Samurais, number nine. Okay, I see it. You see that? Have you ever seen that? Because yeah. I haven't seen it. I've seen it. It's, um... Uh, I can't pronounce the Japanese dude's name, but Sarah, he's Sarah, like a legend. Sarah, 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 yeah, Sarah Carr. Yeah, yeah he's uh, he's a goddamn legend, and that's like his best movie. Yeah, that's what they say, and they're saying it's like one it's of it's what Carousel. Star Wars is based on. It's based on, it's what Star Wars is based on. Yeah, yeah, Carousel. One of things. Um, number eight a movie movie you got me into a few years ago, Aliens with the S. Yes, over movie. Alien, of course. Alien um, isn't a fucking action movie, so that makes sense. Yeah. Of course, when I need the fucking list, it's not updating. Variety, get your website together, for Christ's sakes. Um, Number seven, The Matrix. Great action movie, great sci-fi movie. Yep. Um, You think it should be up that high on the list? I'd say top 20. Uh, It wouldn't be in my personal top 10, probably. Number six, The French Connection. Never seen. I know it's a classic movie. It's a great movie. Um, of course, Gene Hackman. Yeah. Um, number five, uh, Bruce Lee, Enter the Dragon. Never yep. seen it. Here, it's great, fantastic. That's a great movie. Yeah. Number four, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Hmm. I, I mean, it's the quintessential action I adventure can, movie. I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, if you're. Thinking about how they would think about this list, I could definitely see, especially influence influence wise, especially with like like Seven Samurai would be the same thing. Like influential, it's it's up there, yeah. and I mean everyone loves that movie. Like nobody has a bad thing to say about it. Yeah, I've never met somebody that doesn't like that movie. It's just it's just a classic. It makes you yeah. feel like you're in in the Middle East fighting with mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. Um, North by Northwest, Alfred Hitchcock. You ever see that? I was. It was a long time ago. It was it's, when I worked a, in the video store. I actually watched it the last five years. It's a good movie. Oh, okay. Um, great action movie too, and a lot of uh, special effects. It was. It's a famous scene with the plane flying over, doing the flyby over him. Yeah. Um, when he's when he's walking through like a, a desert or something. Um, very good movie. Um, number four. Uh, number two. One of your favorites, Die Hard. I think Obviously. that should be. I think that should be in the high in the high list. And number yeah, one, definitely top five. Number one for this variety list, movie I haven't seen yet I want to see, but I've seen one of the sequels, um, oh. and, well, it's because you made me go, um, and oh. it came out probably in the last ten years, the sequel, because it has a couple of act- it has an actor that we like a lot, um, and he didn't talk at all in this movie, um, and it's a, I guess the fourth movie in the franchise, and they're making another movie coming soon. Um, with a start, a very controversial actor now. Um, the movie is The Road Warrior. Mad oh Max. yes, never yes. seen it. Is do you, do you agree with the action in that movie should be a number one? I don't know. I, I I don't know about. I don't know what I would think of that. 
Fury Road had more action in it. Okay. And I love... I know I love Fury Road more than you. Um, it's one of my last movies in the last decade. Um, uh, yeah, because what it did at the time also wasn't like... It was like, whatever, late 70s. So, I suppose looking at it from that point of view, I mean, it did a lot. Um, it basically created the dystopian future. It is filled with action. I could see it, but, I mean, it probably wouldn't be in my top 10. It would definitely be in my top 20. Um, and so now, we're, we're bringing that up now. And that's the list that they came up with, the top 10. I was going to go through a little bit more, trying to find out where stuff is, but the Variety website is fucking atrocious on mobile, so fuck that. Like, to me, I still think, like, I know Terminator 2 is, like, known as James Cameron's biggest action film, but I still think True Lies is a better action film. True Lies um, is an amazing I action film. I love True Lies. Um... And I love Terminator 2. Both those would be in my top five. Um, so you already, you already have Arnold. Yeah. We're already talking Arnold movies. No Stallone movies on there, by the way. Yeah, no. like Rambo, Rambo or Rambo 4. Rambo 4 is fucking incredible. I don't give a shit. I love um, that movie. You got Predator. You've got... Um, you've got... Uh, Commando. You've yep. got... A whole bunch of those. You've got... Stallone movies, you've got, um, for Arnold, you've got fucking Terminator, which we already talked yep. about. You've got True Lies, which I think should be on there as well. Um, I mean, he was the quintess quintessential action star from the 80s and 90s. Both of those guys were. He even did a satire movie called Last Action Hero about, exactly. about being the number one action star on the planet in 1995. And he wasn't even in the top 10. So, yeah. I think. What we need to do is come up with a list of the best comedies and the best action movies. I know, I know, the action movies for you would be be, be your wheelhouse more than for me. The comedies would be for me. Yep. Um, but I think we should do that by the end of the summer. Do a top ten of both. Um, I think the comedies were fairly easy. I think the action for me would be harder. I think comedies will be a much more agreeable list. The action will be completely different. I think. Because I know, um, Sean, I know, Jean Claude would be on your list, and I know. Oh yeah. Um, Steve, uh, Steven Seagal would be on your list. Uh, if we're doing so. top ten, probably not Steven Seagal. I'd probably get a Van Damme would. movie in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, even like Mel Gibson, like uh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, Some Lethal would, Weapon movies. See, Lethal Weapon to me would be above. Yep. Uh, Mad Max. Yep. That um, Mad Max. Yeah, just just his movies in general. I mean, he was another action star from yeah late nineties or early nineties. He was a big people forget star about too. him because he hates Jews. Yeah, now now he's kind of been canceled. And he's coming back. He's coming back in the. I just saw the uh, promo picture today for uh, the prequel to John Wick. He's coming back for that yep. as a villain. So yeah, we'll talk Perfect. about that. We'll talk about that later in the summer. Uh, top action, top comedies, and that also brought up this thing. Um, of course, with Mission Impossible, the new one out, which I haven't watched yet, I haven't caught up on the old ones yet. Um, IGN came out with the top, all, all actually, they listed all of Tom Cruise's movies ever, and they ranked them from 1 to 41. We're only going to talk about the top 10. I do have them all on here, so if we want to look through the list and see where some of his movies are. And as somebody that grew up on Tom Cruise, because I have an older sister, uh, Cocktail is way too low in this list. Um, Not even the top 10. July is... Also, way too low. Um, Cocktail is one of my favorite movies growing up. Okay. Um, just uh, looking at it. Tropic Thunder? Yeah. He's not in it a lot. 
he's a supporting character, but that movie's yeah. awesome. As far as as far as uh, comedies are concerned, it's an awesome fucking movie. For yep. the time, for the time, I mean, it could never be made now. And I will give them credit though; their top ten is pretty spot on. Um, Rain Man's number thirteen. Yeah, Collateral, which I haven't seen. That's with Jamie Fox, correct? You haven't uh, seen that? Oh, no. that movie's awesome. You would like it a lot. Uh, Jerry Maguire saw that a very, very long time ago. Yep, I love um, Jerry Maguire. Interview the Vampire, number sixteen. Love that movie too. R- War of the World, Steven Spielberg, uh, number seventeen. Yep. Oblivion, which I hear is a bad movie, but they have it listed number eighteen. Yeah, the movie's um, trash. So that's the, that's the top twenty. Um, number number ten, the last samurai. I know there's a lot of controversy with that him playing a samurai. Uh, I, I think he's I did not a, care for that movie, but number ten as far as they're concerned. Yeah. Um, by the way, this is IGN. IGN has a lot of um, what would you say bias? I, I don't I don't know what you would call it. It's just they have a it weird really with IGN. Rating. IGN um, lost their way when Greg left uh, a long time ago. That was video games-wise. But, um, yeah, he was the man. And uh, especially talking comic books or video games, he was the best. Uh, Yeah, they've kind of... They're hit or miss on their lists and ratings and reviews and shit like that. So, number 10, Last Samurai. Number 9, The First Mission Impossible. Just watched that recently. Great. Number 8, I haven't seen yet, Rogue Nation. I think that's the next on my list. So Um, Number 7, Ghost Protocol. Um, as far as that being above the first Mission Impossible, there is quite a bit of action in that. I think the third one was better. Um, it's a better made movie. Number six, a movie I've never seen before, A Few Good Men. I've always wanted to see him. No way. Him and Uh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, and, uh. It's it's a great uh, movie. Debbie Moore. Um, Minority Report, great Steven Spielberg. Another great uh, movie. Sci-fi movie. Number eight, number five. Number four, Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, and one of the ones I'm catching up on. Um, number oh, three, so good. Number three, the first Top Gun. Number I can two, see it. number two, my favorite Tom Cruise movie, Edge of Tomorrow. Um, I love that fucking movie. The poster for that says "Live, Die, Repeat." Yep, and that's kind of like the jo- yeah. that's the that's the joke at work is you live, die, repeat because you're back doing the same thing the next day. That oh. movie is amazing. It's basically video game the movie. Yep. Um, incredible flick. I love it. Um, it definitely deserves a spot in the top five. I don't think number one deserves a spot in the top five. Yeah, number and I one. Like, and I like that movie a lot. Maverick. Number one, great theater experience. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick. It's probably one of the better theater experiences I've ever had. One of my one of my favorite non comic book movie theater right. experiences. Um, as far as far as straight up movie, it was a lot of fun. The crowd we were there that night with too was awesome because they were like our age, yep. and they were like me where they grew up on Tom Cruise and Top Gun. Um, so I could I could see why they put it there. It would probably not be in my top five Tom Cruise movies. Um, I would have those three Mission movies ahead of it in general. I yeah. I mean, for, it was a good movie and recency biased. Yeah. For 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 me, what I've seen top five Mission Impossible three Rayman is a fucking great movie. Mm. Dustin Definitely. Hoffman in that movie is amazing. He, he's, yep. he's 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 a He's a second half of that movie, but Dustin Hoffman's incredible. I've seen it so many fucking times. Um, Edge of Tomorrow, probably number one for me because I fucking love that movie. Um, I'm not a big, huge fan of the first Top Gun. I recently watched it. I think Top Gun Maverick blew it out the water. I think Maverick's just slightly better than it. Okay. As somebody that grew up watching, I probably watched Top Gun 30 times in my life um, between the ages of 7 and 12. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I have a soft spot in my heart for that, but I think Maverick is just slightly better because it did everything Top Gun did, but it did it better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, War of the Worlds for me. I love that movie. That's Interview, a good movie. With, Interview with the Vampire, uh, probably higher That would be up on in my top 10. Me. Yep. Yeah. Have um, you seen Cocktail? I've uh, never seen Cocktail. Cocktail is, I think it's him and Elizabeth Shue. Yes. Um, it's great. I love that movie. Beach Boys soundtrack, like they did the soundtrack for the entire thing. It's fucking, I love that movie. They haven't it's listened. One I, to, I had to get that on digital because I haven't seen that in, probably since I was ten years old. They have li- love that movie. They have this list at number twenty eight, American Made, which is a great movie. Um, it's about him. It's a it's a period piece set in the eighties. He's he's a drug uh, runner. He's yep. he's riding in a plane and he's uh, running drugs back and forth to Columbia, I believe. Yep. Uh, that was a good movie. I just watched that recently. I think I think Collateral would probably be my top ten also. Okay. Uh, he and he and Jamie Foxx are excellent together. Nice. And it's like it's a different kind of action movie. I like it a lot. Um, and the very bottom of their list is a comedy starring him and um, I want to say Gwyneth Paltrow, but it's not. It's uh, um, uh, Cameron Diaz, Night and Day. Came out a few years yep. ago. It was filmed in Boston. I remember that. But they have it at the very very bottom of their list. I'm surprised. I'm surprised The Outsiders is 35. I'm surprised Austin Powers in Goldmember is number 36 because that movie's fucking amazing. It Both might Austin be because Powers, he's not yeah, in it he, much. Very, right? very quick so, scene. But he plays Austin Powers in a, and, a fake Hollywood I mean, remake of Austin Powers. Outsiders was like the, one of his first paying acting jobs. Oh, him with so, his weird, weird janky teeth? Oh, my God. Yeah. That was before he got his, uh, got his teeth yep. fucked with. Um, Legend, which I've never seen. I know it's him. I know is that it's, Brad Pitt? No, that's the one with uh, Tim Curry. Oh, that's Legends of the Fall. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's Tim Curry. He played the devil in that movie. He was in a whole bunch of mm. uh, makeup. Um, yep. Here it's great, but I also hear it's one of the biggest flops in Hollywood history. Um, yep. Yeah, like before. All the Right Moves. All the Right Moves is a movie I would have higher. Um, that's 39? I don't know. I'm blind. Oh, yeah, the list is... Um, I had it backwards. That Night and Day wasn't the bottom one. Endless Love, which I've never seen, was the bottom one. And The Mummy was the second. It was number 40. So, okay. yeah, I had, I had that. I had the list. Of, they had it up. And down. Risky Business should be higher. I mean, granted, these are all movies that I have based out nostalgia that yeah. I loved when I was growing up. Um, so, Born on the Fourth of July should be higher. Um, I got to rewatch Cocktail, though. I have to watch I Cocktail. Movie. Yeah. I have to watch Cocktail, Born on the Fourth of July, which I should have watched this year. And, uh, um, um, fuck. The one with, uh, Jack Nicholson. I can't think of the name of it. Um, A Few Good Men. I gotta watch those movies. And there's probably more in that list I haven't seen that I need to watch as well. But those three I'll Cocktail, Cocktail honestly has a good message at the end. Okay. It's basically don't sell your soul. Which you'll, you'll understand when you watch the movie. Uh, but yeah, I really want to watch that now. God damn. Oh, it's gonna, Beach Boys. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be the summer of Tom Cruise. We're gonna continue the summer of Tom Cruise talking about him later in the Yeah, in we summer. are. So let's get into what we barely have for a new segment. And it's not a new segment without the trailer roundup. So Hollywood is gone. They're on a break. They're all out of the picket lines. Um, can't promote a damn thing. Also, we didn't bring it up at the moment. We're going through San Diego Comic Con. We're going to bring it up at the end of the show. There's a couple of announcements that were made, but 
San Diego Comic Con is going on with a little bit of a whimper right now, and usually it's the it's the one thing I am focused on year all year. Uh, Saturday, the big Hall H usually is happening, and I am on my phone all night, the whole entire Hall H because it's usually DC followed by HBO followed by a huge Marvel panel at the end and Kevin Smith at the end of that. It's nothing this year. Nobody's there. Actors aren't there. Um, Everybody's kind of boycotted it. The studios are there trying to promote as much as they can without the actors. But it's very little's happening. Um, we're going to talk about the end, but there were a few trailers that were released. Um, first one was The Creator. This movie looks great. It's from the, the director of Rogue One, another sci-fi movie. Um, it's got the guy, I can't remember his name. He's in... Um, is it is it is it uh, Denzel's son who's the star of this? Is yes. Movie? yes, yeah, yeah, John yeah. David. Yep, yeah, that's it. I was um, just trying to think of who because you tagged me and I watched the trailer on Solid Network, but yeah, yes, uh, looks great. This movie looks visually great. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it's going to be as far as it's about writing. like AI, right? Yeah, AI. And there, by the way, there's a lot of AI movies out right now. Um, yep. It's just the, it's just the new thing. Um, but that movie looks great. Trailer came out. Second trailer came out. Looked great. Um, another movie that's coming out, it's a third movie in the series. First one was uh, um, uh, Orient Express. Second one was uh, Death on the Nile. And this one is A Haunting in Venice. So these movies are kind of based off of Ag- they are Agatha Christie's stories. Yep. This one character, um, uh, French, I can't remember his name, uh, played by uh, Kenneth Branagh. I believe yep. Kenneth Branagh may be directing this movie too. I'm not 100% sure on that. But um, Kenneth Branagh plays this detective who's trying to figure out if there's a haunting really happening, it's really taking place, or if there's some shenanigans going on. And that's the whole entire plot of the movie. Yeah. Um, it's based off of Agatha Christie's story, a book. It's um, basically, I mean, what Ryan Johnson's doing with the Knives Out stuff is, yeah, it's, is yeah. it's the same idea. I mean, he's a diehard Agatha Christie fan. So yeah. um, those books are pretty good. The movies have been hit or miss. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I haven't seen Death of the Nile. I did see uh, it's okay. the Murder on the Orient Express. That was okay, too. Yeah. Uh, jam-packed amount of actors, though. He just jammed the actors in there. Oh, the, yeah. first, the first movie had a lot of actors. It reminded me a lot of Ryan Johnson, now that you brought him up, um, and the actors that he brought into his movie as well. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, and last night, uh, at midnight, they did a little viral thing. And they, went on, went, they went live on the Marvel Studios uh, Facebook page on the countdown with Captain Marvel's pager from the first movie. And at midnight, the trailer for the Marvels revealed. Um, I don't have high hopes for this movie. I know you don't either. Um, oh, I'm not even seeing it. Yeah, I know you don't care. Uh, because it has Captain Marvel. It has Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. It has uh, Monica Rambeau from uh, WandaVision in it. Um, all teaming up. Their powers are connected somehow together. Um, where if they use a power, one of them, they get transformed into another one or, or, or move to another part of the universe where the other one was and they get transported. Who fucking knows? Nick Fury's in this as well, so we know he doesn't die in Secret Invasion unless this is a prequel. So, um, Comes out on November 10th, so I will be watching that. I know Kevin won't be. I'll let him know how it is. I'll, I'll probably watch it with you. I mean, who are we kidding? 10th of November, what else am I doing? Exactly, and you go to the movies for free. And it's like the week, yeah, and it's the week after Dune, so yeah, I'll probably be in a good mood. I'll I'll check it out. Yep. So we'll watch a nice movie, or hopefully a good movie, and then we'll watch the Marvels. (laughs) That's a great plan. 
Um, so let's get into the news. Last weekend, Mission Impossible 7 launched to $15.5 million on the Wednesday opening. Um, Fallout earns a little bit more than that. I think it was the last movie that came out, $22.8 million. Um, so it had a five-day opening range where they were thinking about $90 million. But it only ended up making $56.2 million between Friday and Sunday. Um, they're calling it a little bit of a failure, but this is a weird movie season to begin with. Um, I think this movie is going to be the move. This movie weekend right now with Oppenheimer and Barbie is going to be a little bit of a um, different take of how the movies have been this summer. So I know, I know, I, I was looking on the website. I, I can't remember where it was. It may have been the theater in Wells or somewhere, but all the showings tonight were sold out. 7.30 Regal, 7.30 Oppenheimer were sold out tonight. Because when I went to check it, it was blanked out. Yeah. They are all they are all selling out this weekend, so we're going to have and some big numbers. When I went at 11 this morning for Oppenheimer, it was about half to three quarters. And there was also a wow. ton of people seeing Barbie at the same time. Yeah, I know Barbie's, um, Barbie's huge. People. Barbie's huge like, this weekend. Yeah. A lot of our friends are posting that they've gone with their, with their little girls, their daughters. So, mm-hmm. um but yeah, it did fall short of what they are expecting. Fifty-six million dollars. Um, it did make one hundred fifty-five million dollars overseas in seventy markets, making a total of two hundred thirty-five million dollars globally. So it is kind of successful. But they're also on a three hundred million dollar budget. Yes. So, and I think that I think that was before. I'm not sure if that was before marketing. Yeah, before marketing. So. It's always before marketing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't know. This it's a weird movie theater. Movies right now are weird to begin. This a whole that's a whole thing with the strike that's going on. They're just weird to market because of streaming. Because we know these movies are going to end up on streaming. I mean, we always knew they were going to end up on DVD. Most people don't care. Most people don't even care what their TV is. They just know it's big enough. They don't care that if it has if it's an OLED or whatever, um, or what yeah. brand it is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, most people I know don't even go to theaters anymore. They'll just wait for streaming because it's Whoa. just easy, convenient, you know? If it wasn't twenty one ninety nine, if it was more than that for this Regal thing I had, I probably wouldn't be doing that. I mean, it's just it's just easier to be home. You don't have to travel. For me, it's a half hour back and forth one way just to go to the movie theater. If you're hungry, if you want that popcorn shit, I, I get it every once in a while, but I also get free stuff because I buy I only get it. it. I was going to say, I only get it when I have the points. Yeah, because I, I I do too. When I buy the movie t- movie tickets for our Marvel showings, there's five or six of us that go. I get a lot of points to add up. So throughout the year, I have a lot of free popcorn, a lot of free drinks. So I yeah. get that through the movie theater. Um, but it's just nothing right now besides the big blockbuster movies is going to make me go to the movie theater. Like I want to see Oppenheimer just because Christopher Nolan made it for a you, big movie theater experience. You have to see it in the theater um, for the sound design alone. Yeah. It's just kind of like Top Gun Maverick. When you were in the beginning of Top Gun Maverick, when you were in the theater and you heard those jets going off in the beginning oh, of that yeah. movie, you felt like they were right behind you or right underneath you, the way that the sound was billowing right through the theater. Yep. And you just don't get that at home. You, can, I mean, I could if I wanted to, but I can't have the speakers that loud because I live next to somebody. But you just you can't get that same exact feeling at home as you can in the movie theater, and and like you mentioned with the the theater experience, as far as Marvel movies are concerned, you have that interaction with the fans with you. You wouldn't have got that end of Endgame scene when Iron Man dies or when Captain America picks up the hammer for the first time, and everybody erupts. You wouldn't get that reaction besides looking at YouTube videos now and getting that reaction. But or how about the that, theater, that, that? No, how about that yeah. time that uh, 
The Flash won that award at the Oscars. How much better would that have been in the theater versus watching it on HBO and me and you texting each other about it? Yep. Like it's, that scene, like it's just it. That scene is proof that going to a theater would have made a huge difference because yeah. that would have been a huge moment. And I don't think it should have won the award because you didn't actually experience it in theater. But that's whatever. Um, but yeah, the theater makes a difference with stuff like that. And yeah. like you say, the entire end of Endgame when they all come through the portals. I mean, it was the, an adrenaline rush. Yeah, with everybody in the audience feeling the same thing that you're feeling, loving these movies, being invested in them for almost 20, uh, 10 years at that yeah. time. It was just, it's just incredible, and you don't get that at home. You don't. You, yep. I mean, you, you can be sitting I mean, next to somebody. That adrenaline rush was so much. I mean, that was one of the nights where like you couldn't sleep after the movies. No, nope. like nope. it's just your your heart's racing. Yeah, that was also one of those movies that you immediately want to go see again. And there's yeah, not, and a, lot of, not a lot like, of those nowadays. Shit, three hours. Yeah, like Oppenheimer. I loved Oppenheimer, but I don't want to see it again for. Another couple of weeks if I see yeah. it again in theaters. Yeah, yeah. The re- the rewatchability at home thing for me is yep. is is important. So, um, so yeah, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. We're gonna watch it sometime. I mean, at this point, I know I know they try to keep this movie in theaters for a little while. Um, it may come out on digital sooner rather than later, so we may wait until then. We'll have to wait and see. I'm gonna um, try to see it in theater two weeks from now. Okay. So hopefully um, you can catch up and see it with me. So the Flash, we just mentioned it. Um, it's going to be in its fifth weekend last weekend, and it was dropped from over one thousand theaters in the U.S. Yes. Um, saying to be the biggest flop in the hundred-year history of Warner Brothers. Makes sense. Um, biggest flop, bigger than the Green Lantern movie, finished lower. Um, Green Lantern grossed one hundred sixteen million dollars domestically. The Flash has only grossed one hundred six million dollars domestically. Yes, but so, I mean, have you? Can you think of another movie that's had as many issues as that one had? Between um, getting the script ready, casting, well, what happened with the main actor, yeah. um, the fact the brand had shit the bed at that point, and um, the fan, and the fact that yeah. the brand is being rebooted to a whole it's gonna other be, story. Oh yeah. It's going to be an uphill battle for James Gunn. I did rewatch this this week. Um, yeah, it came out on digital. One and a half times. Um, and I enjoy it still. Um, the middle part still works very well. I still don't like the beginning or the end. But I still enjoy it. Um, it's not the worst movie ever. It's way better than their Justice League that they tried to put out in theaters. Yeah. Um, not the Zack Snyder version, obviously. But, um, I mean, it's it's fine. I don't think it deserved to flop that badly, but like I said, I mean, it had a lot of it had pretty much everything you could have going against a movie going against it. And I know there's a lot of people watching at home this week. I'm wondering what the um, what the yeah. top what the top uh, at home uh, rentals or, or viewing at home is. Um, yes, I know it's not the top of the charts. I know a lot of people are watching it, um, and a lot of people are also saying that it's a damn good movie, um, considering yeah. what they were being told by the media. Yeah. Um, and also, the CGI, again, didn't bother me this that much again. Like, it didn't either. I want to harp on the CGI. The only, and it never really the, bothered me too much. The only problem like, I had yeah. is the baby scene. And I've mentioned that the, in the review. Outside of the baby scene, but I hate the entire opening anyways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just kind of attribute that to part of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Um, the the behind-the-scenes stuff that comes with the DVD is actually pretty cool. Uh, it's the only time you get to see Ezra speak because they don't interview him. They interview his stunt double for a little bit. Um <laughs> But you do see Ezra talking. Uh, it's funny because it all must have been filmed before uh, Ezra decided to go by they because they 
literally refer to him to his face as he or hey guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or when they're talking about him, uh, they're like, oh, at, he at, as in Ezra. Um, but yeah, I mean, the movie itself is it's fine. It's not nearly as bad as what some people were saying. Yeah. Obviously, the Snyder fans will say one thing. Um, That's a whole other I d- story. I do wish that he fucking wasn't so goofy because yeah. I think him being more serious in the Snyder cut was a great fucking choice and the mm-hmm. way the character should be. I understand being the younger one being a little bit more goofy makes sense because he didn't experience the tragedy and the pain that older Barry had. Um, but yeah, I mean, the movie's fine. Yeah, It's fine. It's a three and a um, half. Speaking of movies, um, what are your thoughts on the Sound of Freedom movie that, with Jim Caviezel that's out right now? And everybody's saying it's a great movie, but it's also a far Republican biased movie. I uh, know nothing about it outside of I was told it was about a difficult subject to talk about. Yes. I love Jim Caviezel. I do not, do not know what that subject is. Um, you don't I know. love. I do not. I have not looked into this. Do you want um, me to tell you? Uh, yeah, one second. Okay. I love Jim Caviezel, so I cannot wait to see this movie. Um, I actually just watched Count of Monte Cristo last week. One of my favorite movies of all time. Amazing movie. Um, but this movie, it's about child molestation or something? It's about like, child I don't know trafficking. for sure. It's about child trafficking. trafficking. Okay. I knew it had to do with children. Okay. Wait, is he a trafficker or a savior? Because that he will is. change my view <laughs> on how much I'm anticipating this movie. He is a person that goes over to see to try to save a child. Okay, good. I'm, I'm so um, I don't understand the controversy. I don't understand, I, but it's also making a lot of money. Um, the controversy that I think I, I, I heard about was that it made, a, it made $100 million in the box office. And... It's also being promoted a lot by the religious right, which is, of course, Republican. A lot of them are. Yes. Um, and they're also promoting it and telling their parishioners to go to uh, of, the, of the church to go and buy tickets for people that that aren't going to be able to go to the movie. So they're actually buying tickets for people that aren't seeing the movie. There's a lot of controversy with that. There's also controversy of movie theaters shutting the movie down because of I heard that. Air conditioners were going out in the, in the South and stuff like that. Random random stories that the Republicans and Democrats are fighting over. I don't understand the political part of this, um, unless the character that he's playing is a is a deep Republican or has deep Republican roots, which I hear is not the case of this movie. I hear it's not really and even political so, at like, all. Even so, what's that matter? I just know that this movie was shopped around for years, a couple of years, and nobody wanted it, and now it's made a hundred million dollars. Which is pretty incredible. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. It's it's made a lot of fucking money. Um, so your one of your favorite movies from Jim Caviezel is Count of Monte Cristo. You got me into it. Oh, fucking amazing! I, movie. I love that movie. My favorite movie from him <clears throat> is Frequency. Great movie. Him and uh, Dennis, is it Dennis? Qu- uh, who is that? Dennis Quaid, right? I think so. Jack, yeah. Jack's father, Jack Squeeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the one that showed me that movie before I even saw Mon- Monte Cristo. You brought that over and we watched it. Yeah, that movie's amazing, and it's a yeah, time. It's, tra- it's kind of like a time travel type movie. He's in that. It was that was came out before Passion. That or, came out before. Or maybe maybe I had shown you kind of Monte Cristo, and then you were like, "You like Jim Caviezel? Check this out." But yep. yeah, I remember you showing me that movie. I've always loved that movie. I, I watched it when it first came out. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, he's a great actor. I never saw Passion of the Christ. Did you ever watch it when it came out? Uh, oh, yeah. I've seen Passion a few times. Okay. It's, it's good. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, it's whatever. It's, it's good. Religion. It's religion. Definitely, it's... definitely a very well-made movie is what I'll say. Mel Gibson, of course, racist. Yeah. So... <laughs> So yeah, Jim Caviezel. I don't understand the movie. I don't understand the the uh, divide. I mean, the country's divided right now anyway. But I don't understand why this movie in particular, which I hear is not really political, is dividing the political. Like the Democrats are complaining about it, Republicans are praising it, buying extra tickets for it. I don't. I don't get all of that. Uh, it's a movie I do want to see because, but I hear it's very hard to watch. Like you mentioned, it's about child trafficking. It's about him trying to find this girl, and I think something happens it's very bad i i don't know um yeah i literally know very i know nothing about it outside of that it had to do with children and jim caviezel's in it yep and it was and, made for like five million bucks and it's made a shit ton of money yep and he's been trying and they've been trying to they've been trying to get it made for like 10 years or something like that too yeah so um aquaman in the lost kingdom Another movie, a lot of problems going on. A lot of people saying it's, it's going to be a big, big flop. A lot of problems behind the scenes. The movie sucks. Um, they, I think they've had a whole bunch of test screenings, and all the test screenings have been very, very poor. Um, they have gone through three rounds of reshoots so far. Um, I don't even know why they're trying to save this movie. Just fucking release it on HBO Max. You're putting too much mon money into a movie that you're, you don't even care about. You don't even care about the consequences of it. You're going to have the well, same problem. I mean, the, the first one made a billion dollars. That's and why that's, they're not putting on HBO Max. And that's, and that's why. And they're going to make they're gonna make some money, but it's the same thing with The Flash. I mean, you're not invested in the characters of Snyder's characters anymore right. because there's no future to them. Yep. Um, and James Gunn is kind of, I think the reason why he's saying, not really saying that there's going to be a new Flash or a new Aquaman is because he doesn't want the movies to completely fail from the, from the box office. Um, but the Flash already did, so maybe he needs to come up with a game plan. But who knows? Um, but yeah, three three rounds of uh, reshoots um, for that movie. Yep. I don't know. And I also heard that the Batman um, they had at one point they had Ben Affleck's Batman. When Ben Affleck dropped out, they cut him from the movie. Then they added Michael Keaton, and when he was doing Batgirl, they cut him from the movie. Now that James Gunn's taken over, so there's no Batman in the movie at all. Um, and yeah, they cut him out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the original ending of The Flash was supposed to lead into Ben Affleck's solo movie, so. Yeah, yeah. And then the new ending was supposed to lead to Batgirl and 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 uh, Michael Keaton being kind of like the Nick Fury of the DC universe yep. is what they were leading up to. But Batman Beyond type stuff. Yep. Um, Screen Actors Guild going, going still. Writer Strike going still. Fall TV going to be a mess. A lot of things are being pushed back to the new year. So, Fall TV has a lot of reality shows, a lot of game shows debuting, a lot of um, a lot of re uh, reruns debuting, a lot of stuff they've been holding back is debuting at the beginning of the fall. So, it's the 20, uh, 2007 writer, uh, writer Strike all over again. Um, and this one may be even worse because it seems like they're not, there's no budgeting, budging from, from any side, from either side. Um, rightfully so, I think the writers and the screen actors are dead on with the AI shit. They and especially the streaming stuff. I mean, we've talked about it before, but the the pay that these people get for the amount of work that they do on the streaming. Yeah. Um, I know you t we talked about the bear uh, director or writer at one point. Yep. But um, and what they get like, for these, like I posted on pennies. Facebook, what I posted on Facebook last week or a few days ago. 
Um, one of the writers of Stranger Things just got their their yearly check for three hundred and twenty dollars or whatever it was. Stranger the biggest Things, show, the biggest show on not only Netflix but probably streaming in general. The biggest show, yeah. probably of all getting, time, yeah. of all time, is giving <laughs> pennies to the writers of that show. It's just ridiculous. Yep. Um, speaking of the writer strike, Mortal Kombat 2 halted filming across the seas. Um, yeah, yeah everything's kind of stopped right now. Um, it's going to be reality TV. The other speculation that's happening right now because of the writer strike is John Cena and The Rock, both actors now, both rumored to be kind of wanting to have a, a future in wrestling. Haven't been able to because acting's got in that way. Well, the speculation is there's no acting in the way right now, so maybe, just maybe, they'll be back in a some sort of a wrestling form sooner rather than later. Uh, speculation, of course. There's no official word on that. No, no, there wasn't even any nods to that on social media from either one of them or nothing. But I would love to see The Rock come back to WrestleMania and do a one final match with with um, Roman or with somebody. Um, have he's only get... fought Cena twice, right? He's only fought Cena twice. So you could do the trilogy there. He could come back and possibly beat Reigns and take the title, and then they could just do a tournament or something like that afterwards. The Rock is fifty. Yeah, he has he has a couple more matches in him. I'm sure. He, yeah, he's still he's still bigger than ninety percent of the guys on the roster right now. I was now. gonna say Hulk Hogan started the NWO when he was like forty eight. <laughs> like, yeah. So I'm. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see if that ever happens. I would love to see The Rock come back. He's a huge name in wrestling. Yeah, I don't really care for him as an actor. There's a couple of movies I like, but um, yeah, I don't have too much respect he's, after the Black Adam bullshit either. When he's well, Black Adam was fine, but like The Rock is just The Rock in all of his movies. Yeah. Um, so I mean, most of his movies are entertaining but they don't stick with you like you see them and they're good it's like fast food you see them it's like all right this tastes good while i'm what while i'm eating it and that means you don't think about it afterwards and then the next day it hurts you coming out and you're just uh fuck the rock um disney might be trying to sell all of their stuff we kind of talked about a little bit last week but they're also mentioned that abc as well as the FX networks and uh, also ESPN could be sold from the Disney network, Disney conglomerate to make more money for Disney to get rid of this uh, deficit they're in right now. Um, ABC, they bought in the mid nineties. Cause I remember, I remember going to Disney for the very first time in the mid nineties and seeing ABC billboards everywhere. When I first went down there it was when they first yep. bought them. Um, and I also remember the difference of boy meets world when it changed Kind of turned into yes. a Disney Disney property after uh, I don't know second season. Um, I think it was after season three. Yep, you, you kind of get the difference of the Disney being the being the owner compared to uh, ABC. So I don't know. Disney isn't a lot. Of, a lot, not just Disney. Everybody right now is in a lot. Because yeah, of season financial... four. Season four, they go to to Disney World. Right. Or it might have yeah. been the end of season three, but I think it's season four they yeah. go to Disney World. Yep, which all all TGIF shows and yeah, yep, Family you know, Myers is the same thing. They all did crossover yeah. stuff, step by step. Um, yeah. The step by one of the, the actress from Step by Step was in the Boy Meets World ep- episode. Yep, yeah, yep. Um, also, Bob Iger confirms plans to pull back on future Star Wars content. He said that in an interview as well. Um, 
So yeah, we're gonna hear a lot of we're gonna be hearing a lot more from Bob Iger and Kevin Feige compared to the actors and, and writers of and directors of uh, of these movies. So stay yeah. tuned for that. Um, also being rumored that Kenneth Branagh is going to be directing a Gargoyles movie. I haven't heard of the Gargoyles in a very very long time. A classic '90s cartoon. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I know a lot of people love the Gargoyles cartoon. Yeah. Uh, did you used to watch it? No, but it was in the same block as the Batman animated series. Yes, it was. But about this news, um, it's been debunked by the creator of Gargoyles. Oh, uh, he said okay. he said it was a complete rumor, and he has no unless he's playing coy, he has no knowledge of this happening. Um, uh, I saw that like yesterday. I think Disney owns the rights, so he wouldn't have probably any word in it anyway. But yeah, I don't know. It's weird. He would still have to sign off as a creator. He would be told that he would be told something. Yeah, he probably would be told something. Yeah, um, but this Marvel, like I said, he could be playing coy. So, but I would, I would honestly, I would like to see a Gargoyles movie being made. Um, when Disney Plus came out, it was one of the most watched shows by people because yeah. it hadn't been in circulation um, in a right. long time. Nineties so nostalgia. I would, definitely, I would definitely watch it. Yep. Uh, Miss Marvel season one came out last summer. Um, it's going to be the very first Marvel Studios series to release on a network television on ABC next month. Um, very first season is going to be airing. Um, it's a decent show. I mean, it's for kids. It's not for us. But uh, I think the story was good as far as telling the story of this of this, of this this teenage girl becoming a superhero and being a superhero. I enjoyed fan. it way more than I thought I would. Yep. It was enjoyable. Decent. Um, James Cameron. Telling all you motherfuckers that he told you about AI, warned you about it in 1984, and you didn't listen. True. The Terminator, the Terminator movies have told you that uh, AI was going to take over, Skynet was going to rule the world, and nobody listened, and AI is now the big topic of everyone in the country. Yep. Um, and it's part of the writer's strike, it's part of political, the political landscape as well, everything is about AI right now. And what AI could do. Today I heard a AI... What the fuck did I hear? I heard an AI song of uh, James Hadfield singing... I want to say Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Oh, no. It was Barbie Girl, maybe? It was one of those weird things. It was James Hadfield's AI voice singing it. It was fucking atrocious. It was weird, but it was fucking James Hadfield of Metallica. It's just weird. AI... This AI stuff all all goes back to the right to the uh, actor strike too, because um, a lot of these actors that are like side like actors, like just background characters, yeah. are now being paid three hundred dollars so that they can be quote unquote digi- digitalized and their likeness can be used forever. They get like three hundred bucks and never see another penny. So they could be in a movie a hundred years from now as just somebody walking down the street. And their family doesn't get any royalties from that. And that's a big yeah. part of what's going on with the actor's strike right now. Yep. Um, Christopher Nolan. Um, talking a lot about Oppenheimer. Um, also, one, also when, when brought up uh, if he would direct James Bond. Yep. He said it would be an amazing privilege. He said the same thing about Batman. He said the same thing about Star Wars. I believe he said about Star Wars. Yeah, it was he would do Star Wars. He said he wouldn't do another uh, comic comic book movie. Yeah, he again. won't. He won't do another comic book. Yeah, he did say that this um, week as well. Which everyone is saying that Christopher Nolan should do James Bond. And now after Oppenheimer, I think it would be a good time for him to step in and take over that role. But he would have to be able to cast his own James Bond. 
do things his way and get like three movies. Like I don't see Christian Nolan coming in for one James Bond movie. Do you? Yeah, no, it would be a trilogy. Like, he would, it would have to be a story. At least a trilogy. Yeah. And probably use his actor for those three movies only. And I think he should not only, I know, I know that James Bond's a little bit different than most franchises where they bring some actors from prior movies in to play Q or play M. Yep. I think he should bring in a whole new cast. They're at from the, the point now where, after the Craig movies, that they can easily do Reboot. a restart like that, because yeah. um, of what went on in the Craig movies. Now that's that's its own like five movie arc that yeah. has nothing to do with any of the because before that all of the James Bond movies. What happened in Goldeneye is the same stuff that happened to that James Bond in Octopussy, or yep. in Moonraker, or in Fear Eyes Only. Um, so I. Definitely want Christopher Nolan to take on James Bond. That's the reason why he loves movies. He one of his favorite movies is On Her Majesty's Secret Service, which is also one of my favorite Bond movies. My, one of mine too. And that's the that's the movie that got him into filmmaking. Okay. Basically. Out of all the directors right now, he's my And like favorite. as far as doing the character justice, he would nail James Bond. Yeah. And yeah, he's definitely in my top five working, probably top two. Like I have a few Marvel, I have a few Marvel directors that are my favorite right now. Just because I love Marvel, like Matt Shackman, um, Destin Craig from uh, Shang Chi. I think Favreau, a, obviously. Fa- Favreau, I mean Favreau is a great <laughs> director. Um, JJ is a good visionary, but he doesn't land. He doesn't land the whole entire story. No. Um, but Christopher Nolan is the best visual visual writer. All, all conglomerated yeah. into one right now. Still yeah, young, still young, early in his career. Um, has a lot of stuff going on. Kind of like Quentin's at the end of his career. He's kind of in the middle. Um, yeah. And he has, he has a lot, of, a lot, a lot he can do. Oppenheimer is his first biopic, correct? Like this, everything has been original. Yeah. Up until now. So. Yep, yeah. it's based on the book. Yeah. yeah, Christopher Nolan's number one for me. Um, I have other guys in my top five. Obviously, Ryan's in there because um, I like all of his movies. Um, but yeah, anything Christopher Nolan, like it's an event, like, like people, I don't think I said this in my review, but people say that, uh, Oppenheimer is too long. And I'm like, if Chris Nolan's cooking the meal, I don't want him to forget any of the ingredients because you go to a Christopher Nolan movie to be wowed, to be surprised. Um, he's one of the few directors that can make an event movie without it being like a Marvel or DC property these days or Star Wars. Like he can create his own event movie. When he does, when he directs, yeah. Um, breaking news in theme parks: um, Universal Studios Florida is having a DreamWorks Land as part of their park. Um, that includes Shrek, that includes Trolls, that includes Kung Fu Panda. So they're gonna have a whole new land. If you ever been down there, you know those those worlds are kind of yep. divided into little lands. So they're gonna have their own DreamWorks Land. They announced that to come out in twenty twenty four. Um, they released a poster for Gen V, the boys spinoff coming out on September 29th on prime. Um, it's going to be a spinoff of all the boys, uh, boys are in this universe, but this is based off of kind of like a college or a school for mutants. It's kind of like X-Men. Um, yeah. I'm looking so forward Gen, to this. Gen V looking forward to that as well. Um, Michael Sarah said he almost quit acting after at 19 after super bad fame led to a crisis in his life. Um, there's a point where I wanted to stop taking jobs that would make me more famous. I really don't don't know if I was going to keep being an actor. Um, Michael Sears not, hasn't been in a lot of stuff since then. He's been in a few things. He was in uh, Scott Pilgrim, 
Um, he was in uh, Juno. The, he was in a few, a few things. When they brought back uh, the TV show he was in, he was obviously in that. Arrested Development, um, he played a yes. role in that. Yep. Um, but yeah, Superbad, one of my favorite movies. I didn't put it in the notes. We're going to talk about it in, in length next week. But Jonah Hill, what the fuck is wrong with you? We'll talk. He's the he's the latest actor who's going down. We'll talk about it next week when I get some notes together. But um, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse coming out on digital on August eighth. Can't wait for that. Yep. And finally, in news, Kevin, when I told you that I didn't want to get a PS PS five a couple years ago until this came out. I said, well, Kevin, I want to get a PS5 when they come out because I know they're going to come out with a special edition. It's probably going to be Venom yep. related. It's going to be red, and they're going to come out with a symbiote. And they're going to, it's going to be covered with the black goo all over. It. I just, I just want to wait for that. I like, no, he's just like Kevin's like, no, I'll get it now. It's awesome. You'll love it. I do love it. You can always trade it in. I can always trade it in. That was what you told me. Well, at Comic Con, because nothing else has happened, and they announced a special limited edition Marvel Spider-Man Two. System and controller with the symbiote taking over the system, like I fucking told you. Reading further into this, thank God you can buy the covers for the PlayStation and change yes. your covers, and you can buy the controllers separately. Coming out yes. on pre order next week on the 28th, I believe. Yeah, next week yep. on the 28th. And I will be picking those up and changing my yep. uh, covers on it, my PlayStation. Because I almost uh, bought new covers, so I really like the purple they came out with. Yes. Um, so I almost bought the purple one. But I'm glad I didn't because, I mean, I'm sure it'll be like, what, 50 or 60 bucks? Pro maybe Probably, more. Probably, maybe more. But, I mean, it's worth it. Um, it is. I think it's going to look sick. Have uh, you ever taken apart your PS5? Like, I, I have not. Mine's up mounted on the wall, so I have to take okay. everything apart to get to it. But okay. I, it's 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 what I've been wanting for. I've, I've taken off the covers before because they're easy to do because I put in an SSD, so... Okay, it's super yeah. easy. To it'll take you like five minutes to put on the new sides, and then you can buy the controller. The controller looks awesome. Like I said, it's a red yeah. controller taken over by a black symbiote. It's it's everything that I was hoping it would be, and it is. So, um, and the release day, new trailer for the game looks amazing. Um, the movie's gonna pick up seven, uh, nine to ten months after the events of Miles Morales, which I have to catch up on before this game comes out. Yeah. I know it's a quick. It'll take I know you, it's a quick. It game. takes about seven hours, max. Um, Miles Morales will be applying to colleges in the game. Uh, J Mary Jane will be working at the Daily Bugle under J. Jonah J. J. Jonah Jameson. So can't wait for this game. Can't wait for the uh, controller and the and the covers to come on the new console. It's gonna be great. Um, so that's it for news. Next week we've got a lot of lot to cover. I'm gonna try to watch Oppenheimer sometime this week. Take a day. Take a half of a day day out to go watch it. Yeah. Um, Today on Netflix came out uh, starring Jamie Foxx, um, John Boyega coming back for after Star Wars. Um, also, uh, uh, Monica Rambeau from um, from WandaVision and the Marvels is also in this too. They clone Tyrone. Um, a lot of a lot of people are liking this movie. It's rated R. It's on Netflix. Uh, came out today, so I'd like to watch that this weekend. Oppenheimer, of course. Uh, DC documentary reminded me it's on uh, now on HBO Max. Yep. It's um, very good so far. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to watch that as well. Um, didn't watch Secret Invasion, so we're going to watch the final episodes, talk about the finale next week, talk about the ramifications of it and where this where the series leads. Um, and I'm going to try to continue my Mission Impossible watch. I really do want to watch the new one, um, maybe in the theater in the next few weeks. Um, we'll have to wait and see, but i got a couple more left to watch at home here, and we'll, we'll try to get through that. But until then, we'll talk to everybody next week with... Uh, 
couple of reviews and maybe a little bit of news, but it's going to be a slow week, slow weekend at Comic-Con, so we'll see. So uh, thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you then. Peace. Later.